time for a WeChat workout. WeChat. Go, go to the Cliff Central account. Tap connect. Then message to show. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Ooh. What does this button do? Please, please, do not push the button. You have no idea what it is. What the? Talking tech. With the techie guy, Leon Segev. On cliffcentral.com. And it is another episode of Talking Tech. It is um, time to get all tech and dirty and to understand how technology has to do with our real lives. I'm already getting funny looks. We haven't even started. <laughs> what um, is tech and dirty? Oh, no, that's, that's, huh? you gotta, you gotta keep, gotta keep tuned in for that. Um, so that voice, that gorgeous voice was from Tanya Kowalski. Tanya, how's it? Hi, good and you? Good, good, good. Always a pleasure having you. Thank you. Always a pleasure being here. So are you going to explain what the heck tech and dirty is? I've got to stay tuned a little bit longer for, for, for that. I've got to come up with something now. Damn it. Don't put me on the spot. Um, right. So we've got an awesome show lined up. Um, as usual, where we take technology and make it damn simple for anybody to understand. And today we have got Michael Jackson, who's in studio. No, not that one. It's the other Michael Jackson. He's going to tell us all about social media and how he's used that to boost his business to like insane hearts and tips and tricks that we can all do and use for our own businesses. Um, and that is coming up straight uh, straight after our first break. But we're going to get kicked off with an amazing survey that I think, Tanya, you've picked up. Mm-hmm. And let's ask the question, I suppose. Let's ask ourselves the question. Yes. Do you have any idea... How many apps you have on your phone? Okay, so what I have on my phone and what I've downloaded in the past yeah. are two different things. Because okay. I've got only a limited memory on my phone. I probably downloaded for myself, let's say, over 100. Over 100 apps in total? Yeah, absolutely. And Maybe t- even more. And tablet? Tablet, even more. Even more um, loads of kids' apps. But for myself, yeah, hundreds. Okay, I wonder if people could just know. How many they've, they've downloaded? Is it kind of lots? <laughs> bunches? No, is it tens? Is it hundreds? How yeah. many do you think you've purchased or I, I, downloaded? Lots. And I just don't know what that number is. Cause yeah. I, you know, I change it depending on what I'm doing and you know, yeah. sometimes I'm more committed to one or, or another. Um, so, I mean, let, let's put this message out quickly on, on Twitter and on, onto our social channels. So if you guys are um, using WeChat, join us at Cliff Central. Um, otherwise, Tanya, your Twitter handle is at Tanya Kowalski, T-A-N-Y-A. K-O-V-A-R-S-K-Y. Yeah, otherwise, me, it's at Liron underscore S-E-G-E-V. Just let us know, how many apps do you think you would have downloaded without counting? Don't sit and count. Just give a, like a rough estimate of how many apps you think you might have. And the reason we're asking this question is because a survey was just released saying that roughly a quarter of the apps were abandoned after being downloaded. So basically, people download these apps, have it installed, use it for a day, and then basically... Leave, leave those alone. So we've got pages and pages on our phones, but we actually don't end up using them at all, which is actually quite, quite interesting. Why and do you I, think that is? I don't know. I guess they sound good at the time or our needs change, you know, as we evolve. Um, maybe most of them are just quite useless. Yeah. That, see, that, there's a lot of that, right? Yeah. I mean, Ellen, <clears throat> excuse me, Ellen did a great, uh, piece on her show, Ellen DeGeneres, and yeah. she was looking at like really useless apps. And mm-hmm. there's an app that tells you if it's dark outside or not. For those people who don't have windows. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
because you really need that kind of app. Oh, now mind you, Twitter on a Monday morning really tells you about the weather. The weather, this is temp- true. Who people's needs- temperature gauges on their cars. Who needs a temperature <laughs> gauge when you've got Twitter? Um, yeah, so I guess maybe we outgrow them. Maybe they're useless to start off with. And maybe it's just too much. Maybe, maybe it's too much, yeah. Maybe apps that promise to simplify actually complicate. Okay, I like that. Because, I mean, that, that does make sense. Because a lot of times, I think maybe we over-automate we over automate and back at the ranch, we just need a boarding pass. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't need to know the weather around the world and how it will affect flight patterns. I just want to board the plane. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, that's a very good point. Maybe it's just too much for too little. So, how many do you use? How many apps would you say you use all the time? So, I think… We are, I think we all use our social media apps yeah. quite, quite often. So it'll be the Twitter, the Instagram, Facebook. Um, obviously email is, is, is our stable diet. So mm. those are the ones that we all tend to happen. Um, I, I use a lot of the travel apps just because I happen to do a lot, like a lot which of Which ones? So I'll use, if a, um, an airline has got an app, I'll use their app to check in and get my boarding pass and things like that. Um, so like British Airways, Kalula, um, any of those kind of ones have got their own apps and well worth doing. Also because if there's a gate change or a time change, they'll let you know. So that's quite, which is, that's quite a, quite, quite a cool thing. Um, we've got actually a message on, from WeChat, um, from Hanko, who says, morning in studio. How's it? Um, I've probably downloaded just over 500 apps since my first Android cell phone. At the moment, I have 20 or so apps, some of which I use daily and others I use weekly or monthly at least. Um, Hanko, if you're still online, let us, what is the ones you use monthly? Cause that's the one I'm interested in. What's the one that you would use kind of once a month? Maybe it's a VAT thing or a, an accounting thing that mm. you got to do occasionally. Um, but yeah, so I mean, those are kind of my, my, my specific travel apps. And then if I travel to somewhere which no speaker to English, um, you know, you want to have some translation apps or something that I can kind of semi understand what's going on. Although FYI, 90% of them are useless in China. Just so. <laughs> um, yeah, cause you can't break through the great Chinese firewall. And Tanya, which, what, what would you think your so I guess, are? okay, <clears throat> aside from social media, I would say some photography apps. Snapseed is my favorite. Right. Um, and then the usuals, FNB. Yeah, the banking stuff. Uber, um, City Power, to, or, um, I've got a Power Time app to buy prepaid electricity. Um, okay. uh, any, any for the load shedding apps that you would use? No. <laughs> I, I've got a great one. Because I don't actually one. trust, everyone has a okay. great one, but I don't trust them still. This one so far has been spot on 10 out of 10 times. Which one? It's called Eskom Sepush. Okay. Can you just e, spell so that? E-S-K-O-M. S-E-P-U-S-H. Okay. So I think it's a play on uh, another phraseology that we have in South Africa, Yamasa. Yeah, I've okay, got, got this, that. Okay, this is, but this is brilliant. It lets you know when the load shedding are, it lets you know that it started, lets you know about your area. Okay, so this one so far has been the one that worked out for me the most. Okay, that's okay. that sounds so good. A nice little punch. Any for other must-haves? Um, besides the financial ones, which I use a lot because I need because I've gone to prepaid mobile, so um, I'm refused to let these guys access into my accounts these days. Mm-hmm. So I've gone prepaid mobile. So my banking app is critical. So if I want to top up my airtime or my data, just a simple message. So I use a, um, a lot of that, and I'm getting into the Bitcoin thing. Um, I don't know if people are doing the same. Um, we will have a Bitcoin expert coming up on the show on the 29th um, who's going to tell us all about Bitcoins and how South Africans are using Bitcoins and kind of the future. Um, so I'm really starting to get into that. Um, it's still new for me. I still don't fully get it, but I'm giving that a bash. So 
Um, either I'm making some money or I'm losing a shitload. <laughs> One of the two is happening at the moment. Please report back in a few months' time. Let us know. Yeah, or I might be calling you saying, listen, I can't make it to the studio. You might have to give me a lift. I can't afford petrol. Okay. <laughs> one, 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 one of those. I must say, um, I mean, speaking of favorite apps, my other favorites are SnapScan. Oh, yes, absolutely. Just for, you know, paying with a barcode, especially, you know, since we all hate cash and cards. Well, I must say, on that SnapScan one, mm-hmm. I left my wallet at home more than once. But I knew I could get my motherland coffee <laughs> using Snapchat. Yeah, no, it's absolutely it just genius. was just absolutely superb. Um, have you tried the Vida app as no, well? There's a Vida app? There's a Vida app. You've been holding out to me. Tell yeah, me. so again, the same uh, scanning process. Okay. Each time you make a purchase, you get a discount or you get money back, Ooh. which you can, uh, yeah, which you can use off your next purchase. Um, another brilliant thing is that you can buy people vouchers. So it's called hashtag Vida Love. Brilliant. So just say you know someone and they're in your contacts and you know that they love Vida Coffee, you can send them a voucher. Hint, hint. <coughs> okay, brilliant. Well, then you need to just sign up to the app. Otherwise, I can't get you the voucher if you're not okay, no, on the no, app. All right, all right. That's, that, that's a prerequisite, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and then I suppose because we're talking um, apps and because we're talking Club Central, I mean, talking about podcasts, do you use any, pod, any podcasting app? Um, do you use any of them? I mean, I know iTunes does have its own podcast stuff as well. Um, no, I don't. Okay, so I've got something called Podcast Edict. Which does what? It allows you to, su- to subscribe to certain channels, and then it will automatically download when a new podcast comes out for you. Um, what's very cool is that, for example, this particular show, um, the, it gets uploaded, and as soon as it hits the airwaves, um, this thing automatically will just download to my phone. Okay, and that is called well, Podcast Edict? This, this particular edit. one's called Podcast Edict. Edict. Addicted. Um, so that's quite cool. And I like a lot of the overseas podcasts they subscribe to because they download at night, wake up in the morning, and they're, and they're all, there. And, they're and you listen there. to them on your phone, and or listen, do you I, sync them with another device? So, so I'll listen to them on the phone, and it's great because when you when you are stuck in traffic because Twitter told you there's traffic, um, you'll be sitting there listening, and then instead of listening to um, anything that the radio broadcasters want to shove down your throat, just push play okay. and just rather listen to something that you're actually interested in, such as this show, for example. What is your, speaking about traffic, what is your best traffic or navigation app? Waze. Yeah. Not even a question. I mean, it's just, uh, why people don't use Waze is just beyond me. Like, I just don't understand. Do you love traffic? Yes. Don't use Waze. It's, yeah. as simple, it's as simple as that. That's no, absolutely genius. And there's a nice engagement or interaction or yeah, connect you, to social media or see absolutely. which of your friends are using ways at the time. And if you don't want to do any of that stuff, you don't want to get points, you don't want to change your icon, that's also cool. Mm. But to get from point A to point B by avoiding traffic. And I'll tell you what's awesome is just learning new routes that you never knew existed and just saved you 15, 20 minutes on your journey. Uh, it, it's a non-negotiable as far as I'm concerned. Have we chatted about the app Yo? <laughs> Oh. By the developers of Waze. The same no. guy who did Waze did an app called Yo. Yo. Okay, it's the most genius yet useless app ever. Uh, okay, we, we, we all got a butt. Tell us about Yo. Okay, it's, it's a free app. So you know when you want to say hi to someone, so you might send them a WhatsApp. Okay. This is pretty much the same thing, but it only has one word, one function. It's Yo. You send someone just a Yo to say hi, maybe I'm thinking of you. Yo. You don't need more engagement than that. It's just Yo. And then what do you send back? Yo. Yo. There's, it's not yo, how are you? Or yo, this please, sounds, please you, bring milk this, when you get home. It's just yo. This sounds like <coughs> those nuts at the pub <laughs> when you've had too many, like my voice is doing at the moment. Um, we just go, you know, we just had enough. You go, yo, dude, 
Yeah. It's the best. Okay. It's the most genius app. And in fact, apparently the developer <coughs> created it because yeah. he wanted a way of communicating with his wife that was shorter than a WhatsApp or a oh voice God, message. That's just sucking. Yeah. But, it, but it's almost like saying, sending someone the word K on WhatsApp. K. It's my worst. Hey. How shocking no, is that? No, let but me, let me try a yo because it's got a really cool sound to it. Okay, let's do that. Um, Whilst you're looking it up, um, Hanko sent us his list um, of applications that he uses. Um, we've got BBM, WhatsApp, Skype, Twitter, Facebook, um, Gridwatch, well, which for load shedding. Um, and then weekly says Telcom Mobile Banking. Uh, so, Telcom. Uh, dude, use commas. Telcom Mobile Banking, YouTube, Stack in a call. Okay, that's a nice one. Um, and then monthly... Speed test, um, SA fuel price, SA fuel price. Basically just telling you how fast, oh, probably, you, how much you're getting screwed. Just like it's like a level of degrees of that, right? Okay. Just okay. Um, have we got a yo going? Does a yo, is a yo ready? Well, someone has to send me a yo so you can hear what it sounds like. So I've this sent, I've sent odd. my three contacts a yo and I'm waiting for them to yo me back. How many contacts of yours are actually using yo? Um, three. <laughs> Three, but I'm pretty sure they've deleted the app because they've realized it might be a bit useless. Uh, no comment. Fools, absolute fools. And did, did they like raise a shitload of money building an app called Yo? They must have. They must have. But there are no in-app purchases. There's nothing. It's just... Just Yo. I oh, wait. I got one. I got one. But my, vo- my phone is on silent, as a responsible person does do during the show. So oh, about that. Okay. No, note to self. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Alright, so whilst we're trying to sort out our yo's and our no's and our ho's, um, basically, um, great apps, um, I think we'll put a list of them up on, um, on our social media afterwards. If you, um, got any cool apps or cool suggestions that Kanko has, um, send it through to us, um, at Cliff Central, um, Cliff Central come on Twitter and then Cliff Central ID is on WeChat. But coming up after the break, if you have a business and you're trying to skyrocket that into the next stratosphere, You've got to listen to this dude. Yeah, I mean, what he's done uh, around the world is actually unbelievable. Very lucky to have Michael Jackson in studio with us. You don't want to miss this one. Tune in. Talking Tech with the Techie Guy, Leon Segev on TechCentral.com. And we are back. Um, Bradley, you sent a message to us on WeChat saying that you missed the app conversation. Don't worry. Um, about half an hour after our show is finished, you will be able to download the podcast because we are that freaking awesome. Um, and then you'll be able to get all the list of absolutely everything that we've spoken about. Um, but moving swiftly along, as we'll say, um, in studio, we've got Tanya Kowalski, who's here with me on Talking Tech on Cliff Central. And we have got the other Michael Jackson, right? It's the other Michael Jackson. Do people just call you that or is that just... The way it, you've come. It is the weirdest thing in the world. My name is both a blessing and a curse. I mean, right. I, I went to Botswana this week for a conference, and the yeah. guy driving me from the airport's holding up a sign that said Michael Jackson. Brilliant. People you've are walking a, by him saying, he's dead, yeah. mate. He's not coming. Yeah. You know, it's just. He's been there for a while, though. <laughs> is, is it yeah. still necessary to call yourself the other Michael Jackson since the other Michael Jackson has passed? Well, somebody suggested I change my website, which is theothermichaeljackson.com, mm-hmm. to the only Michael Jackson. Ah, mm-hmm. Because there was the guy that wrote the Whiskey and the Beer books, Michael oh, that's Jackson. Right, that's He's right. dead as well. So you, you so, do, you're doing well. It's scary. Yeah, it's, a good, it's a good thing you do have one of those foot trackers, just to keep your eye on the ball here. Absolutely. Okay. Right. <laughs> but you have probably heard every lame Michael Jackson joke. 
I had dinner with Michael Jackson um, a long time ago at the palace at the Lost City with um, uh, the guy that was running the palace at the time, who was a very good friend of his. And Michael Jackson said to me, do people really comment on your name every day? And I said to him, if I had a rand for every time I'd heard that, I'd be about (laughs) 373,292 rand richer. Give or take. Um, And he he was amazing, by the way. We had a lot of fun. We told each other wacko jacko jokes, which was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Is it the day before social media? Uh, Otherwise, there would have been a selfie and there would have been an Instagram. Although I was wearing a beige waistcoat and a brown shirt, I looked like Barry Ronger on a bad day. (laughs) God, it was terrible. Why I chose those clothes, I'm too embarrassed to post the pictures. So this is when you say, thank goodness there wasn't a selfie or a camera on every phone, right? Absolutely right. All right. So let's just talk. Let's take kind of a step back. Um, So, I mean, you do an insane amount of conferences every year. We're talking off air, 160, 180 conferences around the world. Um, we've been doing it for 15 years. How, let's t- take us through kind of the history of this. Uh, motivational speaking, you do business speaking, you speak from anyone from presidents, um, you know, to, to the office worker and everybody in between. Um, how did it all start? Where, 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 put us kind of, give us some context. Where I, are we at? I came out to South Africa 20 years ago to work with a big international advertising agency. And I was always the strategist. They flew a creative guy in from the States right. who drew the pictures. And I was flown in from the UK to do the strategy and that kind of stuff. So I always did presentations. And my clients kept saying to me, once we'd done the strategy stuff, they were saying, you know, won't you come and do that again for our customers, our channel right, partners, right, our suppliers? Right. And then agents started calling, speaker booking companies. And when when my partner, who was creative, retired, he was 15 years older than me, I realized you could make a full-time living out of it, and Absolutely. it was the most incredible thing. Okay. So, I mean, so it, it was, it, it's funny how out of one, one thing, something else was born, but you've got to recognize the opportunity. And I think that's kind of a lot of people go through life very, very blind, you know, blinded, saying, my job is to do X. And it doesn't matter, you know, when the opportunity knocks, do you open the door or complain about the noise? You know, it's like one of those situations. And you clearly saw the opportunity and you decided to, to make, to do something of it. It was an incredible thing for me at the time later on. What happened was that, um, I was talking to a funny enough, another, another radio jock like yourself, Jeremy Mansfield in those old days. And we were having a beer at the pub at the Outback, which is no as, longer there. As one does. As one does after right. you've been on it. <laughs> and, um, I was saying to him, I really need, to take up this opportunity and be a speaker, but I had two young kids. I was convinced that it was a short step across the chasm to change from the the corporate world of advertising in which I was. But it looked, when I stared down, like the chasm was 300,000 feet deep. And I knew it was only a step across. And Mansfield did something amazing to me, which I've never, ever forgotten. He said to me, how much money do you need to live every month? And at the time, it was an insanely small amount of money. I mentioned the figure to him. And he took out a checkbook. That's how long ago this was, 15 years ago. (laughs) And he wrote me a check for three times that amount. And he handed it to me. And he said, if you fail, cash this. Wow. And I gave him the check back. And I couldn't believe that somebody would have that much confidence in me that I was lacking it myself. Mm -hmm. So I gave him the check back, stepped over the chasm. And here I am, two and a half thousand plus conferences later. And Remarkable. obviously, you didn't have to cash in that check. I gave it him back that oh, yeah. day. Didn't even keep it. I should have kept it. It might be worth something. Yeah, absolutely, it's his signature. Mansfield's right. check. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I think that's the whole. That's the whole thing. Is that everybody has got something in them, um, and unfortunately, we're conditioned as we go through school and as we go through university and the workplace that we only can fit in one hole. Yeah, that's what we're told. That's what we have. You know, the usual thing: go to school, go to university, do well, get a job, retire. Those days are gone. Um, Long. Uh, in the olden days, you worked for 40 years, you get a golden um, watch at the end, and you know they looked after you till you popped off. 
that's never that's just not, not even reality at the moment. Um, and you, people have got to realize that there's stuff out there, and this is why we dig technology so much. It just opens up the opportunity to do stuff. I love it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I speak on change as my my core right. business, and and the reason that I do is that I study change all the time, and being a living example of making that change and having the confidence ultimately in myself to do it was a remarkable thing. But you know, to bring it into the modern era now, I mean, I, I run my entire business now from. Technology. I mean, I, I took a booking waiting to come on air this morning. I took a conference booking from a lady at Dimension Data on Facebook this morning. I mean, it's Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and my website, plus an Acer mobile phone, uh, a tablet. That's me. That's my world. So I can be anywhere doing anything, living in the virtual space while I traverse the real world through airports. But I mean, that's the, and isn't that the ideal situation to be in? So you could sit in Mauritius, sipping your cocktail, knowing that your next gig is around the corner, um, and knowing that you can afford to order another one, um, because you just happen to do a Twitter campaign, or you just happen to be online. Somebody happened to like what you said in your previous video. Um, I see a lot. That's another another thing that you do is put a lot of your videos online as well. Yes, uh, I find that that's kind of very much the way we're going, where people are, it's you know, getting lazier and lazier. It's easier to push play than to read. And if someone's willing to watch a video, it makes a lot of sense to kind of then say, oh, hold on, I could use this guy for me. Yeah, I I work with an amazing company called GM Designs who run my website for me. And we looked at full analytics on the other michaeljackson.com. And what was clear to me was that all the words that I'd spent hours slavishly crafting, nobody was reading the damn things. And everybody wants the instant soundbite, you know, the cult of the politician soundbite kind of thing. So I recorded 30, 30 30-second videos on me and my material, put them on YouTube, linked my YouTube uh, channel to my website page, and literally, I think we're looking at something in the region of 20,000 downloads since. I mean, I was looking at the stats the other day. I've had, I think it's nine days and 18 hours worth of downloads oh, of 30-second videos. And they work. People book you from them. They see you. They can taste you. They get a sense of it. So, you know, it all just works magnificently. Thank God for technology. <laughs> and I, I couldn't live. I couldn't be as successful right. as I was without being involved in the technology world. And I think that's critical because video makes that connection. So you'll have a photo, which is one thing, and you maybe you'll have a nicely crafted story. That's another. But nothing kind of does personal engagement than when you send somebody a video email, which is something South Africa hasn't even got into yet. Absolutely right. But something that makes the connection goes, hi, thank you for your email. You know, we're working on it at the moment. See it kind of here's some ideas that we threw around and you actually show some ideas that you've thrown around. That's going to get a lot more mileage within a corporate world than see attached PDF. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I've started doing in the last couple of weeks is taking video to the next level. And and I work with a really cool bunch, a network bunch of professional speakers at a place called Unique Speaker Bureau, um, or uniquespeakerbureau.com to give it its full title. Hmm. And we're all starting to work, as I've done recently now, on, on making videos for the next conference. Right. So I've shot a 30-second video, for example, for my conference fresh in Barcelona next week. Um, already it's been sent out across the world. Sure. And all it does is say, hey, I'm Michael Jackson. I'm talking on change. Get a taste of me. Here's my website. Come and have a look. And people absolutely love it. Yeah, because you can see it. It's real. There's an engagement. There's a voice. There's a name. You can kind of put the two together. And you say, oh, hold on. I like what he has to say. I'm going to get some of that, some of that. I want to get into the, into that as well. I can give you an inside secret on it as well, Ooh, if you like. Yes, definitely. Um, We're all about secrets Take on this. note, everyone. Oh, uh, here we go. Get a pen and pencil ready. <laughs> oh, you're not going to Type charge this us on your for tablet. this. You're not going to no, charge us. No, this is free okay. of charge. Fantastic. I mean, the, the key for me is, well, firstly, I'm busy. And <laughs> I've, I've got a strategy behind my social media 
that Facebook is driven for my delegates because that's where most people are. Right. Twitter is news that feeds either my Facebook profile or my uh, LinkedIn profile, which I use for clients. But the one response that I want everyone to look at on my Facebook, on my Twitter, and on my LinkedIn is, shit, you're busy. Yeah. And when you're busy, I don't sell myself, sure. but when they look at you and go, wow, that guy's busy, therefore he must be successful, sure. the penny drops for them. Absolutely. And that's the only response that I want from any post that I put out there is that I've got stuff that makes people think, but at the end of it, they always conclude, wow, wow. this guy is incredibly busy and therefore successful. But I think it's all – we live in this number world. Um, yeah. So if you've got a lot of followers, if you've got a lot of likes, a lot of hearts, a lot of – you know, then therefore – it just goes to show you that you must be worth who you are. Um, and so that, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we have had an education, um, you know, discussion on air, um, in the past where it could also be a negative thing, especially with kids and school, where they mean measured socially by how many followers they have on, on, on Instagram. But the nice thing about social media is that it gives anybody the ability to reach out to you and say, Hey, tell me about this. No. It just doesn't mean able to make that personal connection. Mm. So there might just be a number, but all of a sudden they've broken down that barrier of in the past it used to go through an agent. An agent used to kind of pile these letters up and then eventually you, somebody would get back to somebody. Whereas now it's more of a, hey, I've got a conference. I happen to be in Barcelona. I hear you coming out. I saw your video. Are you up for staying an extra day to come talk to my company? All of a sudden, one leads to another, leads to another. Absolutely. The guy from Barcelona will never make that, per- that connection with you. Until he's seen that video, which he has now, and therefore the next thing kind of kind of follows through. Um, just as a quick, whilst we're talking about video, next week we've actually got a UK professional who she lectures around the world um, on video specifically, Victoria Grech. Um, she is absolutely insane when it comes to videography and how she believes in the power of video. So that's kind of some amazing tips I think will come out. I've of, actually of that seen one. her posting on Facebook about okay. the stuff that she's running in Germany. So, so she actually ran a seminar, um, how's this for, for, um, for just as an example and goes to show exactly what you're doing as well. She ran a 30 second video on Facebook targeting Johannesburg only saying, I'm coming to South Africa. There's a workshop. Here is me. Um, would you like to book click link below? That's all. That was the entire extent of her marketing that she did. Fantastic. And it was absolutely packed. Brilliant. Okay. And that's the kind of stuff that, that, that you're very much into, um, into. All right. Stay tuned for some more tips and tricks, secrets from Michael Jackson after this quick break. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. Get a taste of the Republic of Extra Cold at the Embassy event on the 27th of June at Nasrik, Johannesburg. This epic event will raise the flag for extraordinary experiences with Boys and Bucks, Casper Nyoves, and many more. With only 4,000 tickets on offer, get yours now for only 200 rand a compute ticket or visit castlelight.co.za for more information on the coolest event this winter. Unlock Extra Cold Refreshment. Enjoy responsibly. Not for sale to persons under the age of 18. Unreal, uncensored, unradio. Cliffcentral.com. 
Right, we are back in the studio. You're listening to Talking Tech on cliffcentral.com. And if you've missed anything on our show, the podcasts are going to be live straight after we get off air because we just, as I said before, we're just good like that. Um, Tanya Kowalski is in the studio and we've got the other Michael Jackson who's telling us about tips and tricks of how to be successful using social media and how he's taken his business to kind of another entire new level. Um, Bradley, we've got, um, you've made a comment on our WeChat channel. Um, by the way, if you want to get a hold of us, WeChat is Cliff Central is the ID, um, or Cliff Central com on Twitter as well. Um, Bradley, the reason you're having problems with your listening to podcast is because you might be closing down your app and then opening up Facebook. So depending on which phone you've got, you might need to like almost minimize as such the, the um, WeChat so you don't actually closing closing that down. Um, but the nice thing is as soon as we're done, you can just download the whole podcast and then you'll have no interruptions anyway. So I hope that helps you sort that out. Um, a quick question, Michael, that has come through on Twitter. Um, Stephen wants to know, he's got a business-to-business company that does machinery. Mm. Can they still use social media um, to, to launch their business? Oh, or is it with, only consumers? No, without a shadow of doubt. In fact, I was chatting the other day to a guy called Jonathan Weishman, who was the man who built the social media program for a shipping container company. You, you've all seen Mesk, M-A-R-M-A-E-R-S-K, yeah, the yeah. shipping containers. They've got over a hundred million followers on Facebook, and they're a shipping container company, for goodness sake. What, what content are they posting? They're posting the most incredible stuff about the ships, the things, what, what's in them, what's going on, what's traveling. And it's not just Facebook. I mean, they're driving all uh, social oh. media platforms. And I think for the guy who's asking the question, you know, a professional social media campaign is not, can I do it? It's absolutely essential that you must do it. And it's different horses for different courses, as long as you use them in the correct manner. Um, you know, for me, LinkedIn, um, I still write on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm, I'm writing a book at the moment called Build a Better Conference from having stared at two and a half thousand conference audiences across from the stage. And I've been posting 1,000 word articles on LinkedIn, on my own LinkedIn published platform there. I've had nearly 20,000 reads of those articles in the last few weeks and months from event managers, from conference organizers. So it's just within my niche. And ultimately, when I launch the book, um, I'm just going to go and sell it to them for Absolutely. a couple of dollars on uh, on Kindle. Amazon and Kindle and download. Um, but, you know, when you build a social media strategy, you've got to have this professional image behind everything. And I think that many people, because I, I, I use social media probably about three hours a day at the moment, and I, I drive my own campaigns myself. The art of professionalism, I'm staggered by the number of people that I see with inappropriate pictures, not only on Facebook, but sure. inappropriate profile pictures. The stuff, you know, you've got lawyers who look like they've taken a holiday snap and shoved it up as their profile pic. I sure. mean, you've got to think about building an audience and the fact that you can go and search on LinkedIn and on other platforms to find the right level of audience. Be the superstar that your business is, but replicate it all across the relevant social media platforms. But I mean, it's all about being public, and, and it's kind of we, we we often discuss this. It's amazing how somebody has got this amazing bio, um, and it looks incredible. But you look at that picture, and then them getting pissed on a Saturday night. Unbelievable! Like, Why would I make contact with you? So you might do it. We all do it, and we all have a social life. We understand that. But if you're trying to sell a certain image, stick to that image. Yeah. And this whole thing of star. Um, you know, opinions are my own and not my company. That's bullshit. I mean, let's, let's, that's just kind of a brand is a brand is a brand, right? For me, social media is professional media. And therefore, on my own Facebook page or on my Twitter feed or on any of those elements, 
probably one in a hundred status updates or tweets actually shows me personally mm-hmm. and always in a professional kind of setting. Sure. So, you know, me getting hammered at the, at the, uh, at the local pub in Douglasdale on a Friday night never makes it onto my social media. I'm certain of that. But well, I mean, well, not, not from your own camera. Not, well, no, 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 <laughs> because I've, I've got my settings so that nobody can post yeah. other stuff about me without okay, hold my... on. So let's just go that. So just guys, here's another tip is that make sure that you set your Facebook that nobody can tag you without you approving that tag first. Absolutely right. Okay. That's a basic, basic scenario. Uh, you'll be but, surprised. But you know what it is, though? The, it, it's the power of one post, the power of one tweet, the power of one status update. I used a personal one about four months ago when Preston North End, my local football team from where I was born in Lancashire, had drawn Man United in the third round of the FA Cup. I'm a big United fan. I'm a great Preston North End fan. I couldn't lose. And I wanted my family members over there to get me tickets. Right. So I very stupidly, <laughs> well, I put up a, a sign on... A had the picture taken in my office saying I'd sell a kidney for two tickets for the North End uh, United game. But the result was that one post, I I thought it would just hit my family and they'd laugh and chuckle and somebody would queue up for tickets for me. It went viral. First of all, Gary Bailey, the former Man United goalkeeper, phoned me from the States and he said, this has just been on American television. Then somebody (laughs) called me from Australia and this thing just snowballed to the point where my wife and I were flying over anyway. I turned my phone on in London to find a message from the Football Association. Can you come to Wembley this afternoon? And they tracked me on social media. They knew I was flying in. Sure. The director of the Football Association, the FA themselves, had the real FA Cup in the Royal Box at Wembley with tickets hidden inside. We had the England football manager there. We had all the all the British media there. And this story from one Facebook post had gone literally globally viral. We ended up spending two extra days in the UK because the media owned us. Hmm. I had to go to Sky News and right. do a 10 minutes on Sky. All the major sports channels, all the major newspapers, radio stations, TV stations, including the BBC fighting over ITV because the BBC owned <laughs> yeah, football. Oh, yeah. um, it, it was the most bizarre thing. And that's one post. We're just going to show you the power. Uh, and just for the record, you didn't have to sell a kidney, right? No, but I ended up, okay. there was a huge, there was a backlash of yeah. monumental proportions. And a lot of people were going, how dare you tell you you'll sell a kidney? Yeah. And so I ended up having to make a donation of 500 quid to a kidney foundation in the okay. UK, all of which was covered by the media. Yeah, um, but still, I mean, it, it was the whole thing. But again, it, it's, it's a responsibility thing. Yeah. You've got to remember what we put out there. Okay. We've, it, it, it's out there. You, you can't hide that. You can't delete that. It, it just lives for absolute ever. So, but the famous thing is, um, think before you tweet and it's, uh, and it's rots because whatever you put out there is there. Got a classic case. Onyx Digital, the people that helped me work on, on my platform for the social media basis. Um, we're interviewing some people to work as, uh, new social media managers in their office the other day. I happened to be in Daniela Bashevi's office, the MD, when one of these guys came in for the interview. Suited, booted, he looked <laughs> superb. He told a great story. But whilst he was in the interview, I found out later, Daniela was checking out his social media profile. This guy could have been a serial killer from what he looked like. I mean, it was just the most racist, the most appalling, the most despicable things that he'd mentioned in his blogosphere. Sure, sure. And he didn't get the job. So it comes back to haunt you. It bites you on your ass. I mean, we, we know, I mean, Tony and I often speak about the fact that people post stuff on not thinking yeah. and then later on when a recruitment agency does a background check on you one of the channels that they use is social media and all this stuff comes out and it helps build a profile so who is this person who's this person really so a drunk tweet on a Saturday night could actually come back to haunt you it'll cost you a job mm. absolutely it'll be literally rands and cents in your pocket Michael do you think a lot of recruiters or companies are using social media to kind of stalk or get an insight into those 
of wanting jobs there. Absolutely, Stalkers right as well. Yeah. Yeah, and they are. I think they're, they're, they're trawling everything that's out there. I mean, what you put out there lives on forever. So, you know, if there was a message for the kids at schools today thinking about what they're doing on their social media platforms, it's absolutely ridiculous. My own son, Alex, who's now working in Austria, a 22-year-old, I went back through him. We cleaned up his entire social media platform, and about four weeks later, he was looking for jobs in mm. Europe. He got hired by a biotech firm. They'd never have hired him with the stuff that he put on from his school in Johannesburg before he left. They, you've got to clean this stuff up. Yeah. An image and brand and identity in this world, hey, well, it's, it's absolutely everything. everything. It's everything. Can yeah. we go back to image? You spoke about people posting, like, bad pictures of themselves or, I mean, what's your advice for getting better pictures or good pictures that reflect who you are. I think you've got to think about every single image that you take. We live in a screen-driven world right now. There's n there's no other way to describe it. So photography, video, uh, everything is so image-conscious. And I think that most people, you know, when they get to a state, normally when alcohol's involved, lose the plot completely. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, every single piece of my own branded image as a professional speaker has got to be carefully cultivated. I, if you put out something that's random, that, that, that just doesn't look right, it can be innuendo. It doesn't even have to be yeah, an outright sure. blatant comment. But if it's going to be seen and interpreted by anybody in a negative way, the answer is never, ever, ever do it because they will see it. Although some people in certain fields thrive on that for their business. Um, being controversial. Yeah, they thrive on the controversy or the drunk pictures or the selfies that expose flesh, etc., etc. I think it's corporate suicide. I'd, I'd never condone no, no it. No matter what your profession is, no matter whether you're an actress or a DJ. Well, look, or I mean, look if, at if Trevor Noah with the buzz that happened over yeah. Trevor and the mm. Daily Show in the States. Sure. I mean, they, they trolled back on his tweets for years. For years, yeah. You know, and, and that's the kind of thing that goes on right now. I didn't think personally there was anything wrong with a comedian being a little controversial at those kind of levels. And in the end, the storm in a teacup bypassed, and yes, he's going to be heading sure. up the Daily Show. But a lot of the stuff is, is that if you take, if you follow, you know, those reality shows, if you follow someone with a camera 24 hours a day, you can make them look like absolutely anything by picking out specific, specific sections of their life. Look, he's forever eating. Look, he's forever fighting. Look, he's forever doing whatever. Sure. You go through someone's timeline for years and out of the 100,000 tweets, pick out three. That doesn't represent who the person actually is. So my question is, as well, is I follow people online for specific reasons. So um, I would follow you to understand what you're up to. Um, I would follow a politician for his political comments. I would follow tech people for their tech comments. My worst is people who then you know, kind of step out of bounds. So, in other words, if I'm finding a tech person for their, um, you know, for their um, technical ability, I don't want to hear necessarily about the their view on the Middle East conflict or where they're coming in from as far as HIV is concerned or what their view on rape is. I'm following them for a specific reason. Sure. My problem is when they start kind of stepping out of bounds, and I'm going to meet them the next morning for a, for for a meeting. I no longer look at them the same because I'm all of a sudden they've exposed an entire new side to them. That is not necessarily something I actually want to be exposed to in the first place. I, I was looking at some posts from um, somebody in the speaking industry the other day who's got quite a well-known name, so I'm not going to name them personally, but they were bleating on on their Facebook feed about um, the workers' conditions in Qatar oh. and slavery and all this kind of... Now, he'll never work in the Middle East because of that. 
Um, mm, and my biggest market is Europe, the Middle East, and Africa because you can fly up and down with remarkable simplicity thanks mm. to Qatar Airways. But, but, and I love Qatar. I mean, I've worked in Saudi Arabia. I've worked. And when you go to places, I mean, I've been to Iran five times in my speaking career. And normally, people, you know, think Iran is the axis of all evil. They are the friendliest, most welcoming, stunning people in the world. Um, but I'm welcomed all over the world because I've cultivated a brand that allows me to fit in, whether it's Arabs, whether it's Iranians, you know, whether it's anyone from the Mediterranean. It doesn't matter. Sure. And why offend people for the sake of it, for a cheap shot laugh? Right, exactly. You exactly. know, it just, it just doesn't figure in my uh, way. It's either laugh or they're trying to be controversial or they're trying to kind of show that they're deeper than who they are. But at the end of the day, I'm not looking for that out. It's not my friend. It's not what I've discussed with somebody on a Saturday night around the bride. Um, this is someone I'm following for their professional opinion. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to know their personal feed on, on A, B, and C. I ran through Cape Town Airport the other day, and while I was there, I happened to notice Ferdy. Do you remember Ferdy from Big Brother? Oh, yes. The guy, yeah, mm. sure, of course. The guy What's that, happened to him? Well, he's running a tour company, I believe, okay. now in the Western oh, yeah, I Cape. I don't that. know how successful it is. Okay. But, um, you know, I, I saw him at the airport, and the immediate thought that ran through my mind from how many years ago with yeah, that Big Brother thing. And you remember what he did when he took his trousers down yeah, to the garden? and performed sure. an, an unspeakably atrocious act on the lawn. Yep. I mean, people are going to remember that he took a dump on the lawn forever. Now, is that going to stop him getting corporate contracts? You bet your ass it is. Sure. Yeah. As being the right word. But, um. but some <laughs> others might be fascinated to go on a tour with him because of that big brother fame or infamy. Uh, yeah, but that's not where it's, the money lies. It's a small market, yeah. yeah. No, I hear you. You know, you can have a, you, they can go and take a dump on Lanzarac's <laughs> lawn every day if they want to, but it's not going to. It's not going to encourage me to take my wife or my family on a tour to Very the Winelands. It's com- completely, completely different people. Absolutely. So, so basically, what we say on social media is either damaging us for future or protecting us for future. So we need to conduct ourselves all the time. Your reputation yeah. now precedes you wherever you go, and if you've got a reputation that's tarnished or even just has a dull shine to it, it's mm-hmm. not going to get you what you want out of the world. And People do do a double take. So, I mean, if you um, put something out there and which is completely out of character for you, people will say, hold on a second, something's not right here. Uh, but if you continue to putting along those those trends, they're not going to forgive you. Yeah. So, certain things you can, nobody's perfect. You will slip up and you will make the uh, you will say the wrong thing. But that's because we're human. But if you keep on at it and you keep on making those mistakes, always on a Saturday night, always at twelve o'clock after you've had one too many. Well, then clearly that's your character. You know, I was thinking about somebody who built their career out of social media, my colleague Ryan Hogarth, who also mm. works with us at USB. Now, Ryan, um, as I did, got sponsored by Acer, a technology company. They're filming, oh. they're featuring as an advert at the moment, talking about more professional. Ryan, I think, wakes up and pinches himself every single morning that that's <laughs> happened because he built his profile out of no corporate background at all, but purely out of social media. And when you get a, a technology company to that sure. level saying Absolutely. to you, you represent the best elements of my brand, come and be in an ad campaign, I mean, that's due that, reward. That's absolutely and isn't topic. that what people want? They want rewards from their social media, and those rewards have got to be better than just a, a little bit of self-interest and, yeah. and calling the neighbor a funny name because he looked stupid on his lawn last Saturday. Not, not, not the thing. Um, all right, so just to kind of end off, if you have some advice for some businesses out there that are listening, um, they want to get going, they understand they've got to get into the social media thing. It's too complicated, too hard, or they think it is. What could you kind of say to them? What should be their first step? What should they be looking at doing? Firstly, dive in. Secondly, take some advice from my wife who said to me, after you've dived in, make sure that you're then getting the best people around you to do stuff with you, like the lady who was running the video courses. Find some experts in social media to help you craft and build a profile. But you need to be on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, as a matter of course. Instagram, Snapchat, I'm, I'm kind of... 
on the cusp with all. I can't do it all. Sure. So I focus on those main things. And most importantly, built in, don't let your website be a catalog. Make sure your website lives and breathes so that Google crawls and it rises up the rankings by linking your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your YouTube, everything into the mainstream of your website. Highly visual, short and sharp, and keep it rolling. Yeah, and keep it real. I mean, at the end of the day, depending, doesn't matter what your business is, people still deal with people. You're not dealing with a company. And I think that's kind of the most important thing for me when uh, it blows my mind that people spend the least on the receptionist. And yet that is the first engagement you have with the company. I can't tell you how many times I've hung up the phone saying, I'm just going to find a competitor just because the receptionist has been absolutely useless. So lack of training, oh, yeah. lack of emphasis on, on that. And that's your first engagement with your company. Um, then the other thing is when you do open a social media channel, doesn't matter what your intentions are. So Twitter's only for complaints and Facebook is for nice stories. Doesn't matter if that's your intention. If people complain on Facebook where they're supposed to complain on Twitter, you've still got to deal with it. So if you're opening up that channel, make sure you, man- you monitor it, make sure you manage that. Ryan said something to me the other day, Ryan Hogarth. He said, would you post anything that you wouldn't put onto a billboard on the main highway through town? And the answer is think of it that way. This is the billboard of life. Technology, social media is the platform. Yeah. Think before you post, before you tweet, before you do anything. Before you do absolutely anything. Um, just a, a quick um, message that we got from Twi- from um, WeChat as well by a guy called Inappropriate. Um, um, and his message is, how is it that we have social media expert when it's all relatively new to the world? Well, I'm not sure how new it is now. Um, it's been around for quite, for quite a while. And that's, suppose, an, that's an inappropriate comment. I uh, mean, from inappropriate. Um, especially when you go, when we have proof that people who know their stuff have proved it, have lived it, and have done it, and therefore are the expert in this particular field. Without a doubt. I mean, I wish my best friend was the senior vice president at Google. How's this? <laughs> Somebody at Google said this the other day. Innovation that used to take a generation mm. now happens in weeks or months. That's the power of social media. And that's the power of technology, the whole Moore's Law thing, that everything happens so quickly now. Um, you know, the famous thing, whatever you wear on your wrist could have launched the, you know, the first spaceship into, into space. That's how fast technology is changing. So the fact is social media is here. Social media is never going away. And that's where we're at. There's a really cool take on it. Think about the moon landings, July 1969, when Neil Armstrong set foot upon the surface of the moon. Mission Control then mm. had six megabytes right. in its computer system, and the Eagle Lander had 72 kilobytes. kilobytes. Now, if you've got a toaster at home that recognizes <laughs> frozen or ordinary bread, your toaster's got more computing power than Mission Control had less than 50 years ago. All right, so there we go. Final word from Mr. Michael Jackson. Um, make sure your toaster is smarter than you are, because <laughs> uh, that's going to tell you whether your toast is good or not. Um, but yeah, amazing stuff. Listen, if you've got, if you're into, if you have a business and you want to make it, um, make it successful, remember there's a huge audience out there around the globe that's got access to you immediately as soon as you make yourself accessible to that audience. So you've got to go out, you've got to do it. And you've got to be genuine. You've got to live the brand. So if it's something that you want post on the billboard on the size of the hem of the highway, make sure you just don't post it. Um, Michael, thank you again. Um, we'll make sure the podcast is available. So if you, anybody wants to download it, get those amazing tips, check it out. Otherwise, your website, how can I get a hold of you? TheOtherMichaelJackson.com. And on my front page, on the top right-hand corner, all the links to all my social media, articles, videos, you name it, they're all there. TheOtherMichaelJackson.com. And amazing stuff in there as well. Talking Tech with the Techie Guy, Leon Segev.
on cliffcentral.com. Sure, amazing stuff from the other Michael Jackson. Um, uh, Tanya, I think Toastmasters, this should be our next stop. We should go back to doing that. Yeah, well, I'm going to listen to Michael's videos um, and channel his A, his speaking skills, and B, his mind skills. And I like He's the phenomenal. radio voice as well that he does so well. Yeah, he has a voice for radio and TV oh, okay. and face-to-face conferencing. Oh, I wonder if he does kind of like um, internships. Maybe we can learn something. Um, clearly, clearly, he's doing he's doing it right. Um, all right, so amazing stuff. And, um, seriously, the, the tips we hear, were, um, we, we ran through a whole bunch of them, but definitely download the podcast, make some notes, and then you'll be able to get just as good because there's no reason why not. And that's the beautiful part of technology that anybody can do it. you just got to get the right path and actually take it a little bit seriously. Um, one of the platforms we, were, we constantly spoke about was Twitter. So just to end off with something a little bit um, kind of light-hearted as well, um, the combined net worth of the people that own Twitter is only 38 billion billion rand. Um, so that's $2 billion. Um, but what's interesting is that the people who actually own Twitter um, are very much their own personalities, very much like Michael Jackson is. They're still doing their own thing. So um, Chairman Jack Dorsey, um, he's 38. He's worth $1.5 billion, and he's actually a qualified masseuse. Masseuse, okay. All right. Uh, very much into tattoos and punk rock. So if you think all corporate people are all stuck up, well, here's proof that there's one that isn't. Um, chief exec, um, Dick Costello, he's 51. He's announced, by the way, he's announced he's actually stepped down. Um, but he's worth 194 million, um, this is euros. Um, and he's an amateur stand-up com- um, comedian. So obviously comedy wasn't working out for him, so he decided to own Twitter, which is making a little bit more money for him. Um, and then again, uh, the last one is um, Adam Bain. He's forty. Uh, he's Twitter Twitter's president of global revenue. Um, he was reported in two thousand and thirteen to have twenty eight million euros net. He describes himself as an online, uh, or as a dad of two under seven, a dad of two under seven insomniac. So it just goes to show you, people, even though they're very much at the top of their of their game, still have a personality and still do their own thing. Um, and I think it's important to keep true to what, what you know, who you are and what and what you're up to. And that's what makes you successful. So I think this wraps up another show of Talking Tech um, on Cliff Central. And the podcast will be up shortly. Definitely download. Definitely listen in. And all our old podcasts are available on cliffcentral.com forward slash Talking Tech. And get all those tips and tricks that you would normally have to pay big bucks to consultants for for absolutely free. Ta-da! I think we're getting smart. Uh, Tanya, thank you again for joining. Thank you for having me again. Um, Tanya's blog is on rattleandmom.co.za, mm-hmm. uh, where she writes all this cool stuff for parents, for kids, and just general tech stuff. She says she's not a techie, but we beg to differ. <laughs> um, all right, we'll see you, Tanya, at the next show. Yes? Uh, yes, if you'll have me back. We always will have you. Fantastic. Anytime. All right, thanks, you guys. And uh, this signs us out for another Talking Tech. Talking Tech. With the Techie Guy, Leroy Segev, on cliffcentral.com.